Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Shoots and Jobbers podcast. I am your co-host, Sean Carragher. With me is Mr. Fergus Adderley. Say hello, Fergus. Say hello, Fergus. You're funny. And Mr. Tom Bell. Say hello, Tom. What's up, guys? Top 10 Wrestling here. Epic. Wonderful. Right. So we are back. Gentlemen, it feels like we it, it feels like we've not done this in a very long time. And that's because we haven't. Mm-hmm. Corona has been a little bit little bit annoying, yeah. shall we say, because yeah. we've all just recently yeah. been moving it back into university housing, uh, like where we live at uni, and it's all been a little bit difficult to try and to try and sort it all out. But we are back now. You're welcome. I'm sure. I think we were also we were also really hoping that we'd be back in the studio by now. I think that dampened our motivation a bit, but we can provide an update on that. Oh, can we? Epic. Um, Obviously, our plan was to use the studios that can be provided by our university. I received an email earlier this week saying that studios will be available to book starting next week. So. Depending on like what you can use them for, if, if you're allowed to use them for practical use, I think either way we can get around it because we're all in the same uni, we're on the same campus. Yeah, and we think we've we've used it as well, so we know we know what we're doing. Basically, what I'm saying is, from next week we could potentially be in a studio, and we could finally get a weekly schedule going and finally kick this into full gear. Definitely, so that's pretty and, big. And, and we can't only have we we won't only have top ten wrestling, but we'll have some top. 10 quality microphones and an audio and we'll have some good editing stuff so we could be so epic so yeah anyway boys um tom what's happened uh this week well you know everyone knows what's happened in the last couple weeks i'm sure you found your other favorite wrestling podcasts um so tom what have we got on today's show well we've got a fair bit to cover today we've got two pay-per-views upcoming on the weekend one tomorrow one the day after that being bound for glory and hell in a cell we'll provide our predictions for those shows later on. And of course, we had our weekly fix of our wrestling shows with Raw, AEW, NXT, uh, and Impact. So we can touch upon those and we'll do a full show review of AEW because that's the one we all actually watched. I mean, I don't know about you guys, what show other shows you watch? Do you? Yeah, I, I just watched I just watched AEW. I've not even watched. No, yeah, I, I watched NXT because I am a bit of a WWE fanboy and like some of my favorite superstars have come from NXT. And um AW, it's the same concept weekly, and I think in a way I want WWE to get better. Um, they're slowly getting there, um, but obviously I'm I'm a big fan of like what NXT do in their product, um, and fucking they've got Kushida as well, who's breaking pedophiles' arms. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, I'll oh, probably watch okay, NXT maybe. next week. Let's um, not. Let's not. What do you mean? Velveteen Dream is yeah, a I can stay in. That can stay in. <laughs> He's a fucking nonce. Okay, 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 okay. Come, come, come. Anyway, anyway, anyway. next week I'll watch NXT next week because Halloween Havoc. But if Candice LeRae doesn't win, then I'm never watching NXT again. Candice LeRae better fucking win next week. Oh my god. I love the I was, fact what they're doing with oh. with Havoc. Like obviously we had in your house, which was obviously a big um sort of pay-per-view back in the day sort of like for the older fans um yeah, and for us as well i watched i watched like when when i like, that was one of the older pay-per-views i watched and now they're in halloween havoc and not only I mean, that they, they did great this... great american bash as well but that was yeah, only, shit, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was only to counter aew like, you, oh yeah 100 like, percent. yeah that was, was, to do that. That was on yeah. fighter fest was happening yeah but then they've got this thing with um shotzi blackheart is it shotzi blackheart who's hosting it yeah she's hosting it 
and they've got the um that wheel of uh of fortune or unfortune spin the wheel make a deal yeah that's it and and i think that's such a good element that they're including yeah, especially cool. they're putting ba- uh not baser um shotzi blackheart over by um i think shorty's really great she's one she's like, like i said i don't watch too much nxt she's one of the people i'm a really big fan of yeah. i think her candace uh i also like who else am i a fan of in nxt ember moon you know, ember like moon. you said Tony Storm's on NXT now. I, I like Tony Storm yeah. a lot. Rhea Ripley. Honestly, the women's division in NXT is very good. Like, exactly. All women's yeah. division. So, but yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about NXT um, later in the show. So be sure to stick around that because I've got a few things to say about Ember Moon because she used to be amazing and now I don't know what's really happening with her. But anyway, I'm, anyway. I'm kind of the same mindset of you. There, we can talk about that though. Talk about. But anyway, also we had Raw. Uh, this week, obviously, which I don't, I don't think any of us actually watched that, but there was yeah. some stuff on there. Alexa Bliss debuting the Firefly Funhouse. I think that's one of the more interesting things happening with Alexa Bliss sure. being aligned with the Fiend. It's weird because that's like been fantasy booked by people on YouTube for like six years, and it's actually literally, happening now. Literally, like I used to watch like Adam Blompier. He was like, "How WWE should book Sister Abigail," and this was literally it. Alexa Bliss. I'm like, they're actually doing it now. It's kind of mad. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird how the Alexa Bliss thing came about because obviously it started with uh, the Fiend and Strowman, and the Fiend was kind of yeah. using Bliss uh, against Strowman because they had their storyline a couple oh, of years. Yeah, they back. have a little cute man. Yeah. yeah, but then like the storyline with the Fiend and Strowman ended, but uh, yeah, but thing seemed to be stuck in a realm with Alexa Bliss. They seemed to be keep going with it. Which is uh, which is which is weird to see, but I'm glad that they're doing it because I think that it's very interesting and it's something that WWE, as I said, they've shied away from doing for a long time. But if we finally get to see sort of what Sister Abigail really is, or or was or was, or was or but is, we or we don't we still don't know like if she is Sister Abigail. Yeah, that's what we said. It's just like she's like aligned with him. Yeah, yeah. But I think she, I I think if anyone can pull this off, it's Alexa Bliss. Yeah. She's always been one of the best promos for the women. I've always felt that. But they, they easily a really good spot for her. They easily could have done it with Nikki Cross though, because she's obviously I was got that. that as well. Yeah, yeah, because she's changed her change from sanity to what it is now is is amazing, and she's such she's such a good like representation of like the like, I don't know like a British person in WWE because she's always no, in right. a lot of the interviews. If there's ever any interviews that you see on see on like WWE doing radio. Um, and they have British people. It's it's usually it's like Drew Cesaro um, and uh, Nikki Cross for the women. Huh? No, no, but like you know what I mean. Like when they do radio here, uh, yes, like they do interviews British here. They, no, you know what I mean. Like they always use Cesaro as an interview, despite him being a mid carder. They always put him on the interviews on like British TV. He's not British. I know he's European. Okay. He's Swiss. Oh. I know. No. Okay. Okay. I just yeah, but. No, yeah, I think uh, Nikki Cross, she's been impressing me a lot. When was it that she had the title match? Was SummerSlam? No, SummerSlam. When oh, yeah, she had a couple match? match with the Bailey, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But she impressed then. I mean, obviously, she was never, obviously, she was never going to win those matches and she was never going to get the belt. But, like, she really impressed me whenever she sort of stood up and, you know, she seems like she is going to be taking some, some mm-hmm. big steps forward. Which I uh, which which I do I do like to see, and I, I am looking forward to the progression of her character, because as you said, she's a really good rep- representation of like of like the British person making it in the WWE. Oh Brexit! Of oh, Brexit! Brexit means Brexit. 
Uh, also on Raw this week, uh, Retribution got absolutely fucking squashed. First of all, they lost clean to the Hurt Business, and then Bray Wyatt came out and beat the shit out of all four of them by himself. Just for reasons. Cool. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I have not been invested in Retribution at all. No, not nothing. I think, I think well, Ali, Ali being the leader is really cool. That's been the only good thing. That, I was going to say, yeah. Ali. But other than that, like, I don't know. I'm, even, like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel the names are awful. Like, mm-hmm. T-Bar, Slapjack. Like, they're, they're, they're horrific. Like, Dijakovic, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden. Like, I like them. I really Wait, like them. Shane Thorne's in it? Yeah, Shane Thorne's in it. Yeah. He's, um... Slapjack, I, I think. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't get, I don't get why they've chosen some of the best NXT. Like Mia Yim, she was fucking amazing. Is it Mia Yim in Retribution? Yeah, Mia Yim is in it. Yeah, and Dijakovic as well. Like the few, the little um thing where Dijakovic, Dijakovic and Keith Lee were going for the championship, um, and the NXT. Um, Dijakovic is so good, and He's now really they've picked like, like potentially huge stars in the business. Come five years, well, three five years time. And they've just, you know, shat on them. Um, but it also you never seems know. they removed two people from it because Mercedes Martinez and Chelsea Green were originally in it, but they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Mercedes Martinez was actually shown on screen, like her face in Retribution. I think Chelsea Green was like, one of the bodies in it, but I think she caught COVID. And so like, all right, you got COVID, you're not in a group anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. it's such a... WWE thing to do, like, the thing honestly. That, the thing that they did with Ali, though, like when he had the hacker thing initially... That it, 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 they've not tied them up on TV, but if they are no, tied no, they up, have, they have now. They have now. That's fucking clever. That's yeah, really clever. They have now. They did. He like, did a promo where he admitted he was a SmackDown hacker. They Lost had World. they had something going, and then that disappeared. And you were like, "Oh, do you remember that?" Ha ha ha! And they bring back and like, "Oh shit, <laughs> they done good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah Ali's great. The the hacker storyline went quite dead towards towards the end. It started off great, and then it sort of sort of tapered off we didn't really know where it was going and then it seemed like uh it seemed like they just dropped it because uh ali got he got drafted to raw didn't he ali uh, i think that was that's when was not when like bruce pritchard took over from that, yes that was it that was a so, mistake yeah, yeah when, it when, uh, just kind of dropped from there yeah when know, bruce pritchard to took raw over and, after yeah. uh uh eric bischoff left smackdown yeah people sort of thought yeah. People sort of thought it was gone, and then Retribution came, and then I do like the one. I said the one thing I do like about Retribution is that is that Ali's at the head of it. I'm yeah. still not over the fact that it's not Otis. I really uh, there's still time. There's still time. Otis. There's still time. You know what it's going to yeah, be? Otis is playing 40 chess. He's yeah, Hustle Malone is also a Otis is actually the fiend, yeah. and it's going to be something to do. With, they're, obviously, the end goal for it is Survivor Series, like WWE versus. Retribution, loser, loser. Yeah, basically, just some exclusive intel here. Otis is the fiend, and Hustle Malone is Alexa Bliss. That's some exclusive intel right there. Don't tell anyone. What what is our obsession with 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 telling everyone that Hustle Malone is signing contracts for? Just spreading rumors. We just spread rumors about the. the (laughs) Wait, to be fair, (laughs) to be fair, we we had that. We had him obviously on the last podcast we did when he talked about his big project. He did. And he released this season premiere of Hustle Malone, which was fucking sick. But what Ooh. was even fucking cooler? Is the Cody promo. Yeah, yeah. When yes. he called that A, oh. when he called that AEW, and um, right. yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, to. there was something about Everyone it. Everyone listening needs to watch that. Go to his, go to Hustle Malone's Twitter and watch his Cody promo. It's like 
Yeah. One of the best, like, modern programs. Like, it's so smart. The way he uses social media, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like, I've not seen. For someone who's just on the indie scene, like I said, as, you know, if you've listened to our, at least a couple episodes of this podcast, you will know that we are, we, we do, we do really like Hustle. He's been on twice now. We talk him lies. He's a great dude, you know. Uh, but it is amazing, like, how good, he how good he's doing like with the season premiere thing mm-hmm. it is absolutely great like i have so much respect for him because he's just an indie star and he's doing this yeah. all himself and, and i'm hoping he can get like books soon and stuff like i hope some yeah of the shows come well and get books again, obviously stuff again. our initial like start for the podcast was to focus on the independent scene especially in britain yeah um and it is a bit of a shame that we've got a shit show of a government but you know it's not a politics show and oh, we Red can't Crew is back like they're doing non-fan shows and yeah and they've got wwe uk but it's still it's not something we i know i mean we will invest obviously we will invest in them but um like if anyone does know of any sort of indie shows that are oh bringing it back show this sunday on twitch for free it's got dan maloney versus mad kurt oh (laughs) hey that'll be sick (laughs) mad kurt is so good so I, well, Mad Kurt's Dumbledore, hilarious. Obviously. If you ever seen him on Twitter, he's so funny. Well, we'll, we'll check that out on Sunday. We'll oh, watch B. that and then we'll watch as well. Helena Cells right after. So um, yeah, B. Priestley wrestling as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll check we'll out Refro this week, yeah, and hopefully cool. for the studio, we'll have the first or big indie show that we can uh, focus on. Really. Oh yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. So that is a little bit of a, a little bit of a brief roundup of what's been happening in WWE. It's here, not much. Uh, Tom, as our resident TNA slash Impact Wrestling fan, oh, yes. let us know what's happening in the world of TNA. I shall do. So, obviously, right after Slammiversary, um, the shows are getting really good, but I feel like they started to drop off a bit in quality, uh, so I kind of stepped away a bit, but I did come back a couple weeks later and I'm watching it again, and it's actually really solid stuff. Uh, I think the build to Battle for Glory has been really good especially from, uh, I think, Diona Perrazzo versus Kylie Ray. I think Diona Perrazzo becomes a bigger star every week I watch her. I think she's the best in Impact right now, no doubt. Like everything, the way she carries herself in the ring for a moment, like she's brilliant. I think her match would be great with Kylie Ray. Uh, but yeah, the build to uh, Bound for Glory has been really good. Uh, there's been seven matches announced for her. I think that's all seven. I mean, I could run through the card real quick. If I just get it up, we can... Yeah, let us know. Let, us, let, let the people know what's happening. Let the people know. Sure thing. Anyway, so uh, we have the Call Your Shot Gauntlet Battle Royal. This is just a 20-person, basically, Royal Rumble match uh, where the winner uh, gets a title shot of their choice. Uh, but also on the stipulation is if Heath or Rhino win, then Heath is signed. But then if Rhino loses, Rhino is fired. And Rhino has to enter first due to a uh, match stipulation on the past impact that he oh, lost. Oh, shit. So he's got the odds stacked against him. But competitors announced so far, this is an intergender battle royal, by the way, so men and women can enter. We're AC Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Dina, uh, Brian Myers, the former Kurt Hawkins, Jessica Havoc, Heath, Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Tyre Valkyrie, Tennille Dashwood, the former Emma in WWE, and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, so those are the people announced so far. Um, Have we... So far and... Is, have we known anything of like um, Matt Cardona recently, Zack Ryder? Um, because I, that's, I was, was going to predict him to debut in this match because that'll be yeah, a surprise entrance. There's yeah. a few little things because I don't I don't want to like chat shit about him because I love I loved Zack Ryder in WWE. 
yeah. his AW debut compared to Mino's, was which was this. Rusev, oh, was or Miro, sorry, not Mino. Mino, fuck off. <laughs> was like something that was like Miro's debut was so good, yeah. And then that well, Matt Cardona's debut was a little bit disappointing. I wasn't really impressed with his run as a whole, honestly. No, he didn't. He Most didn't. I was like the guy. Much. Which was a little bit of a shame because I think he sort of came to AEW at a time where they had a lot, they had a lot of other stuff going on. Like as I, I can't remember the exact episode it, yeah. he debuted, yeah. but I remember that there was a lot of stuff going on. So he never really got, he never got like the big, the big entrance that like Miro got or say FDR yeah. got. But at the same time, it's like, did he, does he really deserve that big entrance? Like I know, like I said, I love Zack Ryder, but Mark Cardona was not the guy who's like. Breaking news, AEW have Matt Cardona. He debuts in the main event. He goes for the world title. He doesn't really but, do that. He doesn't. He, he never really was going to be good. Then again, there's not been any huge audiences. So perhaps yeah. what they should have done was waited. And he, he definitely would have got a huge pop as soon as he came out. But then I guess only a, a large audience can tell how he performs. I don't know because us three can't speak on behalf of the whole of the um, re- like wrestling fucking company, whatever we. What, what do you want to say? Wrestling fan base. Um, uh, I believe the term is universe. universe. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't think AEW needs him either. I think they already have so many like top stars on there and stuff. Like there's so many people already getting pushed. Like I just don't think he'd be needed and I think there's a lot there would be people like way more interested in him there yeah. already like people like Eddie Kingston Darby Allen uh, Team Taz stuff like that uh, anyway for this back to impact <laughs> um, call your shot gauntlet match I think most likely winner is going to be Heath or Rhino or I could see Taya Valkyrie winning it from the women's side so, uh, so but I think I was... I'll predict Heath overall right so and so as you said so if Heath or Rhino wins, Heath gets a contract. Yeah. But if Rhino loses, oh, he's if, ni- if neither of them win, I should, ah, should right. have said, then Rhino's fired. And right, Rhino's okay. entering first due to uh, stipulations. Right. So basically, one of them is going to win. No. Probably. Be- I, but if I, neither but of them they win, they're both it. gone. Yeah, but then they, do, they, can do, they can do a storyline with that easily, I think. Yeah, I mean, true, like, whoever did. eliminates them, they can get a feud going with them. Like I said, I can see Tyra Valkyrie winning this from the women's side because she's one of the top women stars. And just to predict some surprise entrance, uh, Matt Cardona, um, Taylor Wilde, ODB. Um, yeah, that's what I can think of top of my head of like surprise entrance. <laughs> Brilliant. And anyway, next match uh, Eddie Edwards and Ken Shamrock. Uh, Ken Shamrock's still going in 2020. He's still also alive. this. He's also on this night being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, yes, obviously, being the first ever Impact champion, actually. He was the first ever world champion in Impact back in 2002, the first ever mm-hmm. show. Um, and I believe The Rock is like inducting him. Like, the yeah, Rock's The Rock's done, like, inducting him. him. They're which, watching like a video for him. So Which is mad cool. because this, would this one now be the first time, I believe, that The Rock has appeared in another wrestling company and another wrestling promotion other than the WWE, which I think it will be, yeah. when you think of it is really weird. Like he has, he was one of the staples in WWE. Yes, I know he left to become a movie star, but in terms of just the business, he's a, he was a WWE man through and through. 
You know, he he never jumped ship. And this isn't him jumping ship, but it's just like seeing The Rock in a different wrestling promotion. It's like it's, cool to see. it's weird, yeah. But but it is cool. But oh, then in the long run, are they still going to do this whole Roman Rock thing if he's like going not going to a different company, but like jumping ship? No, no, no. I know he's only inducting him, but still, that's a big thing in McMahon, like Vince's eyes. Like, oh, oh yeah, you know, for a fact, Vince get pissed over that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, but then he but, knows. But he knows the Rock's gonna make money. Everyone's gonna love it if the Rock's back. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the Rock versus Roman at the moment is just—it's just fantasy booking. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, anyway, just fantasy um, booking at the moment. With this match, I think Shamrock will win. I'm not—I'm not too sure what where this match came from. I'm not invested in Eddie Edwards like at all right now. Can't say, I, I like him in the ring, but I'm not too invested in him. I think Shamrock to win. Next match though is quite interesting. It's EC3 versus Moose taking place at an undisclosed location. So it looks like this could be a cinematic match between Moose yeah, and EC3. And EC3 match. having his official return match for Impact. Who He also debuted for Ring of Honor recently, EC3. So oh, shit. That hey. as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, EC3 versus Moose. I think very obvious who's going to win this one. Yeah. EC3. Yeah. EC3. Yeah. Of course. Like, just get him the win. Get him back in the world title picture. And just... Yeah, he, he, the company should be built around him at the moment, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Next match, we have a six-way scramble match for the Impact Exhibition Championship. Uh, Rohit Raju actually won the title recently from Chris Bay. Uh, so he's defending it against Chris Bay, TJP, Trey, Willie Mack, and Jordan Grace. Uh, so yeah, Jordan Grace recently lost knockouts title to Diona Perazzo. She's now wrestling in the X Division, which I think is perfect for her. I think she'll suit it really well. <laughs> Uh, but I think with the fact that this, this is a scramble match, uh, we all know how the rules of scrambles, right? It's whoever is holding like the pinfall when time runs out yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think with the fact that Rohit is being portrayed as like a massive coward, I think he'll get like a last minute pinfall at the last second mm-hmm. and, win, and manage to retain the title for like, the skin of his teeth. But we'd love to see Jordan Grace win it, obviously, honestly. I think she'd be perfect to win it. But Rohit, I think, will retain in this match. Nice. Then, a four-way tag match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. The Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, defend against Gallows and Anderson, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. This, this could be really good, uh, especially between does Motor City sound, Machine Guns, the North. does sound really like good. it's got some potential. Yeah, uh, I think uh, on the Go Home Show, the Good Brothers like, stood tall over everyone, which means they aren't winning. And I think the Motor City Machine Guns will most likely retain and they can get into a singles feud with the Good Brothers. They can yeah. also feud with Heath and Rhino if they come to be as a team. Matt Cardona and Kurt Hawkins if they come to be a team. But I think Motor City Machine Guns will retain in this match. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I think I think the smart thing to do is have them retain and then let yeah. them go in a one, 1v1 feud with the, uh, well, 2v2, with the, uh, with the Good Brothers there's sure. still some more mileage with their tag team reign. There's still some more teams they can face. So I think yeah, I think that works perfectly. And anyway, the next match, and probably the match I'm most excited for, Knockout Style, Diona Peraza defends against Kylie Ray. I think this should main event, personally, just with how Diona versus Jordan Grace was at Slammiversary. Like, that was match of the night. Uh, and also, Kylie Ray and Diona, I think they're going to tear the house down. I think they're going to have a great match. Like I said before, Diona is just such a massive star. Cardi Ray as well is brilliant. She's always been one of my favorites. I've always said, I thought, in ring-wise, she's one of the best outside 
like mainstream wrestling companies. But with this match, quite hard to predict. I think Deonna will retain, though. And I think somewhere down the line, Kylie Ray can win it. But I think for now, Deonna Peraza will retain, uh, get an emphatic win, maybe tap her out with the armbar, or maybe make her like pass out through the armbar to make Kylie look strong, something like that. Uh, but I think she'll retain the title. And I think I just want to see her as a champion forever at this point. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I think also because she recently officially signed a long-term contract with Impact, so she's exclusive to them now. I think for that reason, she'll also retain now that she's tied down properly. Yeah, for, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And then that- for the Impact World Championship, Eric Young defends against Rich Swan. This feud has been very good. It all started when Eric Young... Uh, injured Rich Swan and nearly ended his career in kayfabe. Uh, yeah. I think, again, fairly obviously, I think Eric Young will probably retain. He just won the title mm. only about a month or two ago. So I think he'll retain here. Yeah. And yeah, I think this could be a good match too. Like I said, though, Dionna versus Kylie should main event. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, I think it'll be a good match though. And overall, the card's looking really solid. I think it'll mm. be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, that's Bound for Glory 2020. Epic, epic. And so, so Tom, so obviously whenever, uh, again, what I said, one of the last episodes of this podcast we did. Oh, oh shit, Tom's dead. Tom! I dropped my, fo- I dropped my phone. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, I said one of the most recent podcasts that we did was talking about Slammiversary, which I think everyone, maybe everyone in the, or most wrestling fans, were predicting this to be the rebirth of, of impact. Yeah. And this was when yeah, 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 it yeah. was it was almost like a hard reset where it was, okay, we're starting fresh. Yeah. This is when you start watching. And since then, as I said, it sort of tapered off. But at the moment, what do you think? Do you think it's a good time to start watching TNA again? I think what I've noticed about Impact is I think they're really good at building to pay-per-views. But obviously, they have a pay per view every three months, like every couple of months, kind of similar to AEW. I think, like, the final month before pay per views, they get really good. They build up really well. But I'm still willing to give them a chance, like, throughout. Like, I'm going to continue watching. Uh, if not, I'll just watch with Diona Perazzo, like I said. It sounds like I have a fucking crush on her, but honestly, she's just brilliant. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think they're doing good at the moment. I think the women's division is the strongest aspect. I think. They still need to improve the main event scene a bit, but I think people like EC3 will help with that. I think Matt Cardona, I think Impact will really suit someone like him if he is the debut, which I'm predicting he will. I agree. Uh, And yeah, I think just shake things up a bit uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, Try out some new people. I think think Impact are really good at taking risks like they've done with Jordan Grace and the X-Division. Like that worked immediately. It's working well already. And I think they got some good stuff to do. I think... I think they're also going to be bringing back the knockouts tag titles from what I've seen. I think it's very likely they're going to do that. Uh, they have lots of knockouts tag teams at the moment. So I think that would be really good to bring in. But I've been, I've been enjoyed it the last month. I think the built in Banff for Glory has been good. We'll just see where they go from here. So, yeah. Excellent. Lovely. And gentlemen, I believe it's time that we talk about the, the, the best wrestling company in the world Dynamite. at the moment. AEW Dynamite. It happened the other night, Wednesday night, of course, and it was, it's not the go-home show. No, it's not, is it? No, 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 it's not this weekend. No, no, it's still... It's like two weeks, uh, I want to say, two, three. I think it's in November. Yeah, I'm getting myself, I got myself mixed up with those, my apologies. But anyway, AEW, let's just, let's just run through the cards. So we started off with the, we're going to have, obviously at... 
uh, at the next pay-per-view, full, full gear, full gear, full gear, yeah. full gear, yeah. full gear yeah. we are going to have John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston for the AEW world title. But at the moment, on the 7th of November, that's what it was, my mistake, yes. So it's next week. Uh, but anyway, the week after. It's, yeah. <laughs> I am, it's, it's, we're, we're in Manchester, we're in Tier 3. I'm losing track of my days, I apologize. And time, so, yeah. Yeah. And years. We're all losing track of time. But anyway, as I said, there's now going to be an AEW tournament, and I think they're calling it an eliminator tournament mm-hmm. for yeah. the world title, where eight competitors, yeah, eight competitors, yeah. Start off, started off the tournament to see who will face the champion, whoever, who's going to face the winner of Moxley versus Kingston after the pay-per-view. And it started off with, in the first round, Wardlow, picking up the victory against Jungle Boy. I thought this was a really good match. I liked how I like how like, Jungle Boy is just he's just great, isn't he? I just love him. I love his yeah. energy, his enthusiasm. He goes, he's so good. So good at the kind of scrappy underdog, like being the little guy, but he can go. He doesn't just get beaten down and then he comes back like he's always fighting, he's always willing to go, which I really enjoy. And Wardlow, I think Wardlow is a very good big man. You know, he's and now hopefully he can get out because obviously he was with MJF and now MJF's kind of doing his own thing. So hopefully we can see him get a nice good solo run going because as I said, he's now in the semi final for the tournament, which I thought which really he's good. not going to win. No, he's not, <laughs> he's, he's, I mean he's not going to win. Of course, it's nice to see him there. Yeah, exactly. Thank, uh, thanks for coming, Wardlow. Thank you. <laughs> no, I rate both them very heavily, Wardlow and Jungle Boy. Uh, especially Jungle Boy, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. I, I think both of them are easily future stars in AEW. I think, yeah. They've just uh, not had at, their time at, yet. I look at like them two, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Ricky Starks, maybe like Anna Jay and like Ty Conti and some of the other women. Like, I look at them as like the main future stars of AEW, but especially Wardlow and Jungle Boy. As much like... I don't know. I feel like the Jurassic Express as a whole have just been so directionless for so long now. Quite, yeah. like they're never really doing anything. And when they are, they're usually like losing to just big teams. They're like, they always yeah. lose when it counts, I feel like. And I think Jungle Boy, especially in that team, is just so good. Like He's leaps and bounds. I, li- I like Luchasaurus. I like Marco Stunt. But I think Jungle Boy is leaps and bounds above them. Yeah. I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more, do more with him. Uh, yeah, Waller got the win here, didn't he? He hit two... Yeah. F10s, which looked, yeah. Jungle Boy took like mad, sold amazingly. He did. Yeah, Wardlow advances. Yes, and then the next match was, which I, it was a quite a short match, but I really liked it. It was Kenny Omega versus Sonny Kiss. It. Of course, Kenny Omega picked up the win. He picked up the win in about 20 seconds, right from the bell. Yeah, he, he hit bell Kiss rings, with a V trigger, V trigger, angel. Done. John V Trigger won with Angel, and when he was in the pin, he had the greatest derp face I've seen in a very long time. Did you see it when he when he had him in the pin? He was just he. Um, also, we should talk about his entrance. Going. His entrance. They ran through like, all his Wikipedia achievements list. Just, just like, everything. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. They, they use they use a top ten wrestling style, and they just ran through his Wikipedia as quickly as they could. <laughs> the video. I mean, it's not a diss, it's true. Like, I literally just <laughs> read, read Wikipedia for my videos. Like, I'm no, gonna, next, time I, next time I know when you do a video, I'm going to change the Wikipedia and see if I can see it in the video. <laughs> just put, he once wrestled Otis um, on the in the scenes when he was known as Tisso. 
or something. It's just uh, something so, stupid. So, so my next video I make about like Otis, he, he Otis wrestled Otis. <laughs> yeah, he's, it, yeah, he's Hollywood Kenny Omega, like basically. Yeah, which is obviously now sort of a variant of his cleaner. Uh, gimmick that he used to have in New Japan, yes. which is sort of his heel persona. Uh, and as I just love, the, the thing that I loved is that, as you said, when in his new entrance, when they're just talking about he's done this, he's done this, he's done that, it's saying he has five-star matches on the Meltzer score. He is the most high-rated match of all time. He is this, he is this. And then he comes out and he just wins in like 30 seconds. Yeah, like, he doesn't he, have that one of his five-star matches. He just exactly comes out he, and destroys Sonny Kiss. It's like, he, it's like him saying... I'm this good. I know I'm this good. I can have a six-star match whenever I want, but I'm not going to. I'm going to beat you in 30 seconds, and I'm going to walk off. That's it. But he's kind of... What I really like what AEW do, they don't have many clear heels and clear faces. There's a lot of gray area that they really love exploring. And I think they're, they're, they're kind of doing it with Omega, where like he won... And he seems like he's a heel, but then he, you know, he shucks on his hand, give him a hug, you know, and, and said, okay, so he's almost like, almost like he's, he's kind of the heel who thinks he's a face. Sort yeah, of I saw it very much as a heel move. He was like, hey, good job, man. I destroyed you in 30 seconds, but hey, you did good. Like, it was just like proper, yeah. like, such a dick move. Like, I love that. I thought that was a really... Good yeah, it's, it's it's almost like what you know, like yeah. uh, what Sasha Banks and Bailey would do in WWE. Where he, they, he's they're, they're the heel, but they think they think they're the faces, and they're like, "Yo, good job, good job." I say, you know, I beat you clean, your shit, but good job. Exactly, that's what Kenny did, basically. It's it's what well, he's so he doing, and I'm to, really down for it. I wonder because he was meant to face Janella originally, but Janella had to get pulled out because of um, I think COVID. He came into contact with someone, so he replaced him with Sonny Kiss. I wonder if Janela would have got squashed as well or how long that match would have gone. Because I reckon mm. like Omega and Janela could have had a barn burner. I reckon they yeah. could have had a really good match. Falls count anywhere as well with them too. Yeah, because I think they, they, had a, they, had a, um, they had an unsanctioned match on like Dark like when AEW just started. It was really fucking good. Just randomly they had one of those. I remember that, but yeah, Omega advances. I'm really interested to see what he's doing from there. I think we should preface. We know exactly what the finals is going to be. Like, we, everyone knows it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's obvious, Omega but, versus Page. It's going to be yeah. Omega versus Page. But that, that, that's it. Like, we know that. But, yeah, but uh, I we can, can still enjoy the match. ride. Because yeah, anyway. the next match in the tournament was an absolute beauty. Penta L0M versus Ray Phoenix. The Lucha Bros, their brothers... And they had a match here, and I thought they did it so well. Ray Phoenix, they both impressed me. But Ray Phoenix really, really impressed me in this match. I thought, it, I thought it was great because one thing I think that they did really well was Phoenix was selling the moves really well. Where he's kind of, it's not, it wasn't just sort of the high octane, uh, super high flying style that you'd really expect from them. But it was more just sort of little moves that were just sort of building up. And I mean, you could see the impact of like even just the chops and the slaps. They were really selling the effects, which made, which let the match just flow really nicely. I thought, I thought it all worked together really well. And it was just, it was a, it was a brilliant match. Because like them two are phenomenal as a tag team. And when they were against each other at 1v1, I, I thought, I thought they did, they did really well. And I, I really enjoyed, especially the end sequence. There was there was a lot of good stuff going on, I thought. 
Yeah, I know they've had matches in the past against each yeah. other. I think in like AAA yeah. and underground and promotions like time. those. But this yeah. is my first time watching them one on one. I'd never seen them yeah. face each other before this. I thought really good. Yeah, for sure. And then we had the person who will be in the final, Adam Page, picking up oh, the man. win, picking up the win against quote unquote Dark Order member question mark. Cole Cabana. I wasn't the biggest fan of this match. I thought it was a little bit slow, bit sluggish, but, uh, you know, Paige... I thought the final couple of minutes were really good. That's what I thought. I thought it it picked up really good towards the end, especially when Adam Page... I thought Adam Page, the finish was really cool when Adam Page faked it out as if he was hitting the buckshot and then actually hit it and, like, that helped him win. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, Adam Page won this. I think him versus Wardlow next week is gonna slap. Oh yeah, that would yeah, be really good. Slap. That yeah. would be very good. Yeah. That could re- that could do a lot for for Wardlow. That could do a whole do you lot. I feel like Adam Page hasn't really been in like that big man dynamic match where he's like the un- the smaller guy. Yeah, like true. he hasn't really had a match like that yet. So I'm interested to see how he fares in that. But I think he'll pull it off easily. True. Do you not think that Adam Page versus Kenny Omega is this this will be the first time they've gone one on one in AEW? Uh, yeah, because yes. do, you not, do you not think they would be a lot better if that was the pay-per-view match? Well, it is. The, they are that... facing off the pay-per-view. Oh, they the are. Yeah. At, the finals is at the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, okay. And yeah. then after that, it, okay, sorry, my because, mistake. Because yeah. So next week, it'll be the semi-finals and then at the pay-per-view, the final. Yeah, also, it's no, just... Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix. So that's going to happen as well next Oy. week. Oh, that'll be, wow. that'll that'll be, be incredible good. as well, yeah. That'll be very good. For sure, but yeah, of course, you know, as we say, I, th- I thought the first round, the four matches, I thought they went really well. I really did. And I think, I think in every match, the best person won. I think, yeah, you know, as also, much as I, I think... like Jungle Boy, I think he was, it was right that Wardlow lost. Obviously, Omega. But Adam Page, Jungle Boy could have been really good as well. Like, yeah, of course. But I think, I think Wardlow kind of needs to, needed to win that match. Just yeah, like, I'm disappointed because I think Colt Cabana versus Sonny Kiss should have been the finals. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, I think before we go into the next segment, we should talk about some of the other promos that happened on the show. Because there was a couple interviews, promos, and stuff we kind of skipped over. I think um, there was the Eddie Kingston one. They re- I think they recapped it from last week after they went off the air, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Fucking awesome. Uh, Eddie yeah. Kingston, just every week, I get more invested in him. I'm a Jay. really fucking big fan of him right now. And he cut a really good promo in Moxley, as I say, you know, he you did. went to the land of sports entertainers. You, like they were brothers on the indie scene together, and he betrayed him. Like, I think the storyline's really good because like he's Eddie Kingston's almost like a justified heel. Yeah. Like, while Eddie Kingston was, while John Moxley was in the land of sports entertainers and WWE, like winning world titles, Eddie Kingston was still grinding it out of the indie scene and stuff. Mm. And I think I'm really excited for this match. I think I want Eddie Kingston to win. I know he's not going to win. I want him to though. Uh, either way, I'm excited for it. And I think Eddie Kingston just kills it every week at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I'd 100% agree. I think I think you hit the nail on the head for me when you're like, he seems like a justified heel. You know, going back, like as I, what I said with Omega is like, AW love to kind of blur the lines a little bit. And that's why Kingston, in this promo, he specifically said, I don't like what I've become. I hate that I'm this person now, but I have to. And it really makes you feel like it's not just, oh, I'm a bad guy. I don't like you. You, you really do feel like he... He it, it it makes it seem like he was a good guy who's just been twisted 
by the fact that, as you said, um, John Moxley went to the land of sports entertainment and he left him behind. He, 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 I feel you can see where it got twisted and why he is who he is. And he knows, he, he knows that he, he has become the bad guy now, but he, he hates that, but he knows that it's necessary. And I think that that's, it's coming across really well. And I said, I'm so looking forward to this matchup. It's going to be brilliant. Sure. Mm. Also, I think Cody did an interview from the notes on here. I, I think I missed this, but yeah. the notes um, say, I like the idea of him becoming a heavyweight. I'd like to first say, if you refer to him wrestling for the world title, keep him away from the world title. <laughs> exactly. No. He, he doesn't um, need any more titles. Okay, you know what, doesn't... Can, I just, can I just talk about how annoyed I am that he got a title back from Brody? Yeah, I was literally going to say, it makes no sense why they dropped the belt and then well, next to they're he, like... Yo, they did it because rematch. Cody went to like film that show for TNT and he came back and won the title. So Brody was just a transitional champion, but surely, surely AEW could have seen that Brody was on such a fucking roll and they could have just kept him as a champion because he was still, he was on a roll. He was yeah. doing so, so good. But the Dark why? Order actually had, it was the first time that I felt like properly invested in the Dark Order with him. John Silver is hilarious. Anna Jay, I think is I think Anna Jay should be the next women's champion, honestly. Anna Jay excites me a lot. I, I think Anna Jay should be the next women's champion, personally. She's, she, I'm really liking Imagine her. a storyline where they make Anna Jay the women's champion and like Brody becomes like super protective of her and stuff like that. Like, yeah. How sick would that be? It just doesn't make sense what they're doing. I, I've, I've said previously like how boring it is having Cody as the, like every single week. I'm going to defend, I'm going to defend, I'm going to defend. Because there was that moment, I don't know, was it the Dynamite Just Gone or the one before where um, it was, uh, who literally just faced him? Who, who's Orange the, Cassidy. Cassidy, right? Yeah. Cassidy is someone who you can see with about like the TNT Championship because he can do so much with it. Mm. Yeah, they just did a time, like, Oh, but they don't need... I think the worst part about that match as well is that Orange Cassidy was going to win, then the time ran out. And it's like, how can you get behind Cody as a babyface when he basically lost and retained through the skin of his teeth? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, like when he returned with the black hair and stuff, it seemed like he got gained a new edge and stuff. But they've just gone yeah. back to the same old Cody already, now, like, immediately. Now he's, bl- he's bleached blonde again. Like, yeah, and it, I know, like, hair colour isn't a massive concern. No, it's not, but it's... it's... But it symbolises how they just... He's back to the same old Cody in it, like, yeah, pretty much. It's it's like getting new gear, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, actually, you know what? I don't like this gear anymore. After I've debuted my new music and all this and all that, new music, new hair, new tattoos, maybe, new new merch. And then, you know, I, I don't like this anymore. It doesn't work. I lost the title because of it. Um, so I'm just going to go back to the same old me. Um, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. Also, I like Cody. I want him to do well. And the thing is, they can book him well. I just they just want him to be like the the, the John Cena of the company, but he shouldn't yeah. be a senior of the company. Like I, I don't know it's just hard to get behind him when it feels like when you're aware that he has a position of power and he's booking himself to win. And yeah. there's so many good options right now. Like the amount of talent, the, the talent pool, like I said, in AEW is incredible. Bro, honestly, I want like Ricky Starks to have a run with the TNT title or something. He's someone I'm really yeah. enjoying right now. Yeah, why can't like there's, there's so many people Brody Lee could have faced as well? He could have faced so many people. Imagine so him against Darby Allen. Oh, Imagine that. Yeah, it'd be so good. Like I, I think I think you're right, Tom. It 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 does come down to as much as we all we all like Cody. You know that's uh, uh, we do, but it's just 
Uh, so when you know that he is a position of power, he's the is the executive vice president. Yeah, or something that, Yeah, he. It, it just let me in, in a wrestling company. Whenever, whenever the guy running the company is booking himself to win the titles, <laughs> we have seen that does not go well. And they did so well with Cody doing that at the start, like when AW first began, when he like he went for the world title. Oh, he didn't he, win he it, was, and then he, he was untouchable in the first yeah, six months in AW. He was untouchable he was on a different level he to was, anybody yeah. else. And and then he he didn't get he didn't win the world title, and then he said, and then he was like, I'm never challenging for the world title again. And he confirmed that. I remember a couple of months back on Twitter, he said, I'm. I am done. I meant that. I'm not going for the heavyweight title. So hopefully him becoming a heavyweight, he's going to stick by that. But it just seems like he was like, oh, I'm not going to go for the title anymore. Don't worry. That's me done. I'm, I'm staying away from the title. And then they bring in a new title and give it right to him. And then he yeah. loses it and then they give it right back. It's like, he really, it's you know. shit booking is what it is. I think it it's, is. Always, it's just <sighs> frustrating is- as a viewer. When yeah. you watch the first six months of AEW and know what he's capable of, you know he and you is. know that he can do so much more, that AEW are choosing not to do that. Exactly. It's frustrating as hell. He he was untouchable, man. Like everything he did every week, like yeah. the match, the, the MGF feud with the Wardlow match, the lashing, uh, when he punched when he punched the glass to fight the inner circle. Like he did so much. Yeah. Yeah. And now I, sure. every time I hear the fucking the oh. I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck's sake, here we go. Like, what can we talk about? How is why does he have to have a WrestleMania entrance every week? It, it's so goofy. It's so fucking goofy. He's sure. such a clown, man. But anyway, to to sort of just begin, you know, to go back to what we were saying, the interview. I said you said you missed it, Tom. It was literally it, yeah. just a thirty-second one on, on on the outside, and he just was interviewed as he was getting out of his car, and it was basically just him saying, "I'm I'm gonna become a heavyweight now," which I like. It reminds it it, it, it sort of mirrors what Will Osprey is doing in Japan. Oh, he's shit, becoming yeah, yeah, yeah. he's over lockdown. He's starting to become a heavyweight, and I think it's always interesting when you have a guy who is so successful as a certain guy in a certain weight class and they, they they aim up you don't tend to do that a whole lot in wrestling like if you're not doing well you might bulk up but he is well, doing there well. was some change that change. in um there was a weight change in WWE recently wasn't there oh it's changed from a super heavyweight to a luchador oh fuck oh, say <laughs> Uh, he, actually, I, he actually got I can't believe I, I want to see Owens hit a 619. Actually... <laughs> That's all I want to see. I want to see To be fair, die happy the promo, him. the promo was so funny. Like I love the Miz and Morris, and I love the Miz with all my heart, and he'll always be my number one um uh, wrestling superstar um of the notice. And and the promo is really yeah, fucking good how they introduced how like brought Otis in. I don't know, it, it was like the little lunchbox he has. You literally have uh, the briefcase as your lunch. Oh my god! Box. Yeah, he's my. Uh, yeah, you you just reminded me he's missing money in the bank again. I, I yeah, you week. tend to forget that. <laughs> I forget every week. Uh, apparently, but one thing we are not going to be forgetting anytime soon. No, no way. Before we get into that, also there was a, a team Taz promo. Taz cut a promo, which was really good. There uh, was Ricky, Star- Ricky Starks also got on the mic and he like talked about Darby Allen and stuff. And Ricky Starks, I rate very much his match with Darby Allen two weeks ago. Have you guys seen that? 
Yeah, I, I caught bits oh, of it. I didn't see the incredible, fourth one. Incredible, long, very incredible, incredible stuff. They're so great. But yeah, we can move on to the next yes. segment now. Oh, Sean, yeah. take it. I know how much you want to talk about this because. Oh, get the oh yo, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. We've talked about AEW all day long, boys. But now, ladies and gentlemen, grab your glasses of wine and your finest rare cook steak. So anyway, basically, MGF and Jericho, uh, yeah. they had a steak dinner. Yeah, they, uh, the they were being served dinner. by yeah. The Selma stakes were high. Slash... The stakes were high in this segment. All right. I don't, can Fergus not talk for this? I'm going to kill him. I would... <laughs> we, should, we should do this next bit through song and dance, like, just to prove how fucking oh, awesome it was. We, we should have a song and dance. We should, machine, and like. then we can call them out and we can have um, shoots and jobbers versus um, all elite wrestling. Stop talking. The series. Yeah, so they basically had the debonair dinner. I thought it was really good. It started off with a nice little bit of banter where they're both trying to one up each other by Hello. ordering their steak rare, more rare and less, well, more, less done than each other, yeah. which I just thought it's just silly humor. But it was funny because they're both just like, what is it? Uh, Velma? Velma? I'll have... Actually, one. it's pronounced Velma. That's what, okay, I was so doing yeah. my Jericho impression. Yeah. I was doing my Jericho okay. impression. And they just sort of been like, Velma, I'll have mine rare. I'll have mine extra rare. And I thought it was really funny. And then, and then it just became the most amazing thing where it just, this segment, just for some reason, turned into a musical dance number. That just happened. J- Jericho and MGF just duetted a song about how much they love each other and how they're I've really close. I've never seen a segment like this before. No, never in my life. And, and Jesus, I loved it. Oh, yes. Since, since when could MGF sing, man? In it, his singing was so good, and the harmonies are going through that. Boy. I was. I, I. I don't know. I don't know. Like words can't describe how good it was. And if you've not seen yeah. it, be sure just to YouTube MJF please, Jericho dinner. Please do because we can't do it justice by just talking. About no. Yeah. Exactly. You have exactly. To watch it for yourself. If you. I don't care what you're doing. I think this was one of the great segments of the yeah. year for wrestling. They put, oh, yeah. They put like um, James Corden and Neil Patrick Harris to shame with what they did. <laughs> Uh, at the Tony Awards, it was so good. Uh, like okay, and 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 there was there was some really funny bits in there, like really little lines about how much they both hate Orange Cassidy. Yeah, they were saying like, how much they hate. They said, there was something they about said that Orange Cassidy can't book. get Orange Cassidy can't get over. They both said his name at the same time. It was like yeah, so amazing. Cool. It's it's brilliant. I, th- I think these two are the only people who could have pulled it off, though. I couldn't yeah. see, have seen anyone else on the roster doing this. No. I think these two. So they're already like, yeah. like comedic heels anyway. They're not like super yeah. serious heels. So for like personality wise, they're the biggest. It works like, with them. Personality wise, this, is it, this almost isn't out of the normal yeah. for them. Like, yeah, because they're so like goofy heels. But I think they're two of the best in the company right now. Just and this this reinforced it. Like, uh, it was brilliant. Definitely, for sure, because uh, this is all linked to next week on Dynamite. Chris yes. Jericho is going to have a, as he called it, a town, town hall, hall meeting with the, the uh, with, the, with the inner circle talking about should MJF be allowed in the inner circle. And just this storyline as a whole, whenever they first started with Jericho and MJF, it seemed like it was just a, a feud, a rivalry. But now it's become, is he, is he joining the inner circle and are they actually working together? I mean, I'm well, sure. Well, here's my fantasy booking. Here's my fantasy booking, right? Get MJF yeah, in the inner circle. 
but have it so like only like like Jericho is the only one who wants him in there, but he joins anyway. Have it so him and Jericho become a team because at the moment Jericho and Hager were a team and MGF and Wardlow were a team, so they kind of push the big men to a side. Like, no, nah, we'll be a team. Uh, I want this to be like really long term. I want them to win the titles. I want them to lose the titles and then have a match at like double or nothing next year. Like this is how like long term yeah, it to be. I like that. Yeah. I could mm. see I could see MJF easily doing something like I hate the inner circle. I only like Chris Jericho. I'm gonna break the inner circle down so I'm the only one who can get close to Jericho. And then he sort of tries. To, I don't know. I can see them. I, I'm I'm speaking shit WWE booking, but some of the some of what would be good is if he joins and he just takes down the inner circle one by one slowly, pushing them apart. No one knows what's happening. Um, shit booking, true. but I could see that being a realistic thing. Yeah, true. I think I think that's right. I think seeing that break, and I think if that does happen, one thing that I'd be really excited for would be the potential of MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Oh, that yes. intrigues me yes. because there is now two yeah. of the young, the best young guys in AEW, and Chris Jericho now has them both under his wing. Mm-hmm. He's one yeah. under each wing, and he—it's—it's it's great from a from a company standpoint. The fact that did Jericho you hear about is, what the original plan for the inner circle was? No, no, I don't believe it so. was going to be Jericho leading it instead of Guevara. It was going to be MJF instead of Ortiz and Santana. It was going to be the Lucha Bros. I think instead of Hager, it was going to be Anthony Ogogo, who was like the British boxer. Oh like shit! Yeah, trading. It was going to be. It was originally going to be him, but Jericho Wait, you know- kind of. Jericho like chose members himself. He was like, "Yeah, get Jake Hager in. I worked with him already. Uh, Ortiz and Santana really cool." And Jericho like scouted Guevara himself and was like, "Get this guy in. He's brilliant." Mm. You know that they um they basically do you remember that show that uh, a bunch of the NXT UK guys were meant to be at, and then they pulled out. So someone was like, "Hey, hey, um, Cody, we Southside, come down to this Southside. show." Yeah, Southside. I remember a bunch That's of the when guys they announced. Anthony yeah, Guevara, a yeah. bunch of the guys who were training with they were there and they were like all trying to trying to see if they, they brought I, I don't know if they brought their gear but I'm pretty sure like they were trying to trying to get on this show so they could get signed by signed by AEW but um yeah they said that they announced a go-go there and he was the big announcement um which was shit they could have yeah, had any, one of, any Anthony he's one of AEW's like UFC developmental fighter, project yeah. projects like one of the only ones going on I, I know they had they had Sadie Gibbs who was like they were developing her which hmm. god it sucks so bad that Sadie Gibbs got released because she's hmm. so fucking good man yeah I hope she can find her way back in, but I'm going off topic. Yeah, of course. But anyway, as I said, if you haven't already, go watch the Debonair Dinner. It was fantastic. Bit of a shame that the next match was terrible. So Britt Baker, Baker, who I love, she is fantastic. You know what, I'll say, Britt Baker looked really good in this match. I think yeah. she's got a new move set. Like she's doing like curb stop and shit now. Like she's taking yeah. her in a Seth Rollins. I think she looked really good in this match, but yeah. bro, she beat uh, they, she beat someone. It was Kylin King. Sure, who cares? Can they can they I mean, fix the women's I don't, division? I don't Local care. competitor Local number competitor, four. Number four. I mean, if AW expect us, like this is the thing. AW are so good at so many things except for the women's division. It's yeah. an absolute shit show. It's, anno- it's and annoying they have because... the audacity. They have the audacity to have a two-hour show and give the women one match. It was the only female match 
in the entire show. Just it would last five how... minutes and it was irrelevant. And yet they still yeah. say, Oh, subscribe to Heels, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, Listen, like look ridiculous. at how NXT books women. Look at how NXT books the women's division. So they good. Feel, so it feels good. on par or it feels above the men's division at this point. Like Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, they feel like stars. Whereas the women's yeah. division, even their champion barely feels like a star because she's barely fucking on TV. They put mm-hmm. her as a face in the crowd like most days. And it, That's I think what, what's annoying she did is that, this. what's annoying is that it's given fans the misconception that AEW's women's wrestlers aren't good, but they are. Yeah, they just don't. They true. just don't get. They don't get any time. They have so many good women there. Shida, Nyla Rose. They just signed Ty Conti, who's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Anna Jay, Penelope yeah. Ford, Britt Baker. <laughs> Britt Baker. They've got so this. many people. And it seems just, like yeah. It Sorry, seems like they're building Baker versus Shida for the next match, which yeah. could be good. Baker versus Shida. They've had a yeah. good match before. That's the one where. Baker's like nose got busted and it yeah. brilliant match that and they could have a really good match there. But yeah. they need to at least have two women's segments per show, first of all. And at least one of them needs to go longer than at least eight minutes. Yeah. And give them an advancing storyline and stuff. Because what like we're not advancing anything. I mean, next week it's we actually have much. Ty Conti versus Abaddon next week, which is announced, which please give those two some time. Please. Abaddon is one of the scariest characters I have seen in yes. my entire give, life. Give Ty Conti the win because Ty Conti is so good, yep. and they've only they they she, her and Anna Jay should have won the women's tag tournament. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah, she had like a really good match with Nyla Rose. It was like they gave them like six minutes, and they had a really good match in six minutes. They could have had a fucking mm. ten minute plus match or two of them because they're both great. Uh, yeah, give Ty Conti some time to shine. I think Ty Conti. Should be one of the. I, I look at, I look at Sheena, Nyla Rose, uh, Ty Conti, Anna Jay, Big Swole, Britt Baker. I look at them as like the six women who this division should be built around. Yeah, like people like Penelope Ford, like dipping in and stuff like that. And you know, eventually when you get Riho and stuff back as well, like them as well. I think again, Definitely. they have all the materials to make a great women's division. But instead, they choose to give them five-minute matches and make it all about Brandy Rhodes. So, it yeah. says a lot. Definitely. Um, yeah, hopefully. And then, uh-uh. for, the, for the... First of all, just before the main event, we had Darby Allen. He's brilliant. That's yeah, all. Steve-O. He had Steve-O. He just <laughs> fell down a ramp in a body bag. Yeah, I'm Steve-O. Just for no reason. I love that man. Moving on. The fi- the, the hey, main da- event. Hey, hey, Darby Allen. Hey, I'm vibrating. I'm Darby Allen. I'm Steve O. Uh, shut up. Was that, that was quite a good impression. It was a good impression. <laughs> but was, anyway, shut the, fuck the, up, the main event was the four way <laughs> tag team match. And oh, it, it was just it was just so good. Tom, walk me through it. Just tell me about it. Uh so you had the Young Bucks, you had John Silver and Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order, you had the Butcher and the Blade and Pirate Party, was it? Private party, yes. It was private party, yes. Um, all four, uh, they're all smaller. These guys, they're all like more high flyers. All four of them, other than Butch and the yeah. Blade, who I feel like yeah, I feel like Butch and the Blade helped be that contrast in the match. Yeah, for where sure. They were like countering that. I'm a big fan of Butch and the Blade. I, I've, yeah. I've said that. Moxie and the Butcher had a, a really good match like a couple of weeks ago. If you guys saw that as well, well, that was a really great match. Moxie, yeah, I did. Um, I caught that, I believe. That was on the same show as Starks versus Allen, I think. Moxie and the Butcher had a fucking great match. Which, 
Butch has improved yeah. so much because he's still new to wrestling. Like I, yeah. I, I said this before, he is the best look for any wrestler I've ever seen. The I think Butcher, he has such oh, a yeah. great look. Yeah, it's, he, it just uh, anyway, suits um, him. I'm rambling. I think we all knew who was going to win this match, but yeah, I think they still did a good job at making it seem like other teams could win. Yeah. You know, uh, at one point, I believe Alex Reynolds got, like, knocked out, actually. And they had to, like, take him out of the match. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, but, anyway, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he was... The ring and, yeah. Hopefully he, he is all... He is okay and everything's everything's fine. But, yeah, as I said, we, we had, obviously, the, the Young Bucks won, which I don't think was a surprise to anyone, really. Because then what happened afterwards was... FTR, who were on commentary, they came out, they offered them a beer, okay, the Young Bucks. the part I didn't really understand, because... Me neither. Young Bucks have been portrayed as heels, like they've been yeah. super-kicking Tony Schiavone and like random people backstage, but then they were, they were like beaten down by like FTR and made almost be sympathetic after they've been yeah. like heels. That's the only real problem I had with this. I think F- FTR Same. and Young Bucks will bang, no doubt, but Same. who's the face of heel in this, in this match? Yeah, that's I that I agree. I think that's the issue. I think yeah. I think what they what they might be doing is because the young bucks were they were they were face and now they seem to be heel. Well, this originally seemed to be heel in this feud. I th- I think I hope they kind of I can see them kind of doing the story where it's the young bucks saying, "AW is our thing." We were one of the original people who came in. We we were the, we were the ones who started it. We have been the best tag team here since its since its inception. And now FTR and they they never won the belts. And FTR came in and they won the belts almost straight away. And they're saying, "Well, we're the best tag team." And it's almost like for the young bucks, it's like these guys are coming into our territory. They're winning the belts yeah. that we've not even won yet, and it's sort of making them go a bit crazy because it's like we're not used to not being the best you know it's like we we don't know like it's fdr are taking over their territory and they don't like it and it's making them go heel because they're getting kind of twisted where they just need to beat them so maybe that's it and then but see the thing is is that fdr aren't fully face so if if uh, the young bucks are the heels fdr will never really massive faces anywhere so yeah they've been heels since they debuted like yeah so maybe it's just it's just a heel versus heel which i mean sure as long as i, I get to see the fdr and the young bucks i'm okay i don't care who's heel and who's face yeah. i don't care i just want to see it <laughs> anyway i hope like ftr maybe retain i think that's probably what's gonna happen because like i said yeah. i want joe put mgf to be the next champions uh but i think well, you know what, FTR, mm. unpopular opinion, other than like a one or two matches, I don't think they've been like fantastic. But in I think AW. this match, this could be a match. Yeah, in AW, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, this I, match, I think, is sure to be a good one. I think that match with Best Friends was really good, actually. Yeah, had it was. Week. I, think, I think, just you off the top, I think Best Friends have been one of the best mm. books, like tag teams on the show. I love them. Uh, they love they them. get better every week, Best Friends, they do. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, um, that was AEW this week. We that was AEW. And, yeah. and that... Decent show. What do you guys think? I, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, a very was good show. Good. It was yeah. one of the best shows I've seen in a while. It, I said they still lack in some places, like the um, the women's division, but overall, yeah, I think that, it was a brilliant it's, show. It became a given at this point, like every week, yeah. to criticize the women's division because they they're, just don't do stamped, anything with it. Yeah. 
Wasn't they, this the uh, one year anniversary as well? No, no, that no was, was that, that was last week. Sorry, week. sorry, my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. That was last yeah. week. Anyway, um, anyway we've got yeah. lots to look forward to it all out. We've got Moxie versus Kingston and I quit match. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, Simon Guevara and Matt Hardy is happening again now. In a, yeah, what's the... What was this it's an elite deletion. So elite. it's taking oh, place. The Hardy yes. Someone's yeah. going to Cinematic. fucking die. Again. It's, again. Have you guys ever watched the final deletion on like, TNA with Jeff I've, and Matt? If it's anything seen. like that, then this, this can yeah. be absolutely insane. I, I believe Matt FTR just gets the opportunity to do whatever he wants. Yeah, There's FTR and Young Bucks as well, and That's Cody versus so Darby Allen for the TNT yeah. title. Yeah, that will that will also be good. As Darby, much as we were kind of slating Cody. Oh, Darby better fucking win, man! Oh, if Cody He's not going to, but I so want him to. If if Cody beats Darby for the fourth fucking time, bro, what I I will lose all my faith in that company. Like <laughs> terrible booking, terrible. Oh booking. boy, Darby needs that win, man. Darby can do so much. Darby will be a star with that champion. He'll make that the top champ title in the company. Yeah, he wins I it. agree. He so would. Yeah. Anyway, um, also there's only been four matches announced for Hell in the Cell, which is taking place in two days. So we oh, can quickly skim. Yeah. Well, we I mean, we've got SmackDown tonight. We've got SmackDown tonight. So yeah, they'll I'm obviously sure announce. announced. But... Yeah. And then they'll do like some fucking random, you know, like those random socials they do all the time. Yeah. They'll do something like was, that. It was Hellmus on last year. There was only like three matches announced, and then hours before on Twitter they announced five matches. Yeah. It was Hellmus on last year they did that. But I think confirmed we have McIntyre Orton. I yeah. think it's a Hell in the Cell I Quit match. Yeah, I reckon Orton. Wait, it's, it's mm. an, I knew it was an I Quit match. Is it in? It's in the cell. Yeah, so Hell yeah. in the Cell I Quit match. Yeah. I reckon oh, Orton could actually finally. Um, but like, is Drew gonna quit? That's the thing. Like, you can't have Drew quitting. Oh, you know what? They could. They could have him like set up to make like a really like he's about to get punted in like a brutal way, and he quits like just before it happens, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or they Maybe. could just not. Or they could do something where someone gets knocked out, and then that's it. The match is over. No, you oh, can do don't, shit. Don't it's don't WWE. It's WWE. They'll do some shit booking. I don't want Seth Rollins versus the it's Fiend. It's WWE. That's what they do. They like shouts to do to, stuff. Shouts out to when the Fiend got a massive mallet and that was allowed, but Seth Rollins hit him with a sledgehammer and the match was thrown out. Awesome booking there. I, I, think, I think Randy I'll, Randy does finally deserve I'll to have the belt. I'll predict Randy to win. I'll yeah. predict Randy to win because I don't think they'd do a second match if he wasn't going to win, honestly. Yeah. Like they've already done the first one. It's actually quite decent. The first one they did, yeah, summer stuff. It was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, also, uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks inside Hell in the Cell. Oh my God, they finally broke them up. Holy fuck! Get the title have... of Bailey right now. Get it yeah. onto Sasha. Fucking give Banks it to Sasha. Right yeah, 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 yeah. And I agree. Have them have a rematch at Mania. Maybe mm-hmm. Bailey can win the Rumble or some shit. But I don't know. Just let. Hopefully not. To Sasha, there's so many yeah. opponents for Sasha to face with the draft happening. Like. Like Liv Morgan, um, there's Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, there's Carmella now, there's Bianca Belair, bro. Sasha versus Bianca, <sighs> shut up and take my fucking. I money. think like, Bianca needs to win. Bianca looked like last year she was gonna win the Rumble until Charlotte Flair. So I can actually see Bianca winning the Rumble. To be Mate, fair. I can agree, hundred percent. If not, Bianca could happen. If yeah. not, she'll probably get the briefcase. Come, uh, wait. Oh yeah, Oscar had. The, sorry, I forgot that Oscar had the briefcase and got the belt. Oscar. Um, Oscar. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think... Shout out Asuka not even having a fucking match at Hell in the Cell. Wow, they really care about her title reign. Just, I, God, I so wanted them to improve because her first Raw Women's title reign, like, she retained by, like, Count Out and yeah. Ref, like, being corrupt. And now 
what she's had a five-minute match with Zelina, a one-minute match with Lana, and hasn't even gotten the pay-per-view. And she was on the kickoff, wasn't she? Like last pay-per-view, or she was yeah. gonna be. But... Yeah, she might have been. So this company should be built around her, or the division at least should be built around her. They're botched me. Anyway, um, also on the show, there's another head in the summer. Yeah, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Oh, wait, I got it wrong. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso is the I Quit match, I think, actually. No, I swear it was Orton Drew. Let me check this. I'm all, okay, let me check this. Yeah, Roman Reigns versus Uso is the I Quit, so ignore that. Anyway, ah, I'm, right. st- I'm still putting Orton to win that match, even more so now. It's not an mm-hmm. idea, yeah. actually. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we all say who's going to win this match on three? Yeah. One, two, three. Roman Otis. We could see the briefcase appear. Otis Reigns. Oh my god! Imagine- we could see the uh, we could see the briefcase appear if it's an I Quit match. Maybe true because you have you have to get very well beaten down in an I Quit match. So all right. Also, we have the most exciting match on the show. I think this is your main event personally. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Bro, get the Oi. Event, yeah, I, th- I think is, Elias is, is going to win. Honestly, yeah, I think Eli- Elias is challenging Jeff I Hardy. I fucking because- love Elias. Elias's Mania performance was one of the best before, like one of the best highlights of Mania, like two years ago. Sorry, his oh, little thing. When he, do you not remember? Yeah. And Elias, I thought, I Elias has had some. His- no, I we were no, no. About his Corbin match. I was like, what? no, no. Elias has had some really good reigns. He, he's like an Wait, IC US title Cena man. Is that when Cena came out as the Doctor yeah. of Economics? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Elias had some really good reigns, but I think I, I, Hardy's boring now. Jeff Hardy, but, sorry. Well, I think Elias is going to just came back, and apparently Vince wants to push Elias yeah, now as one of the top to Raw stars. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine that. with that. But can I just. So Elias is challenging Jeff Hardy to a match because Jeff Drunk didn't train. hit him with a car. This is what I was going to say. He didn't he thinks, do that. He's challenging. He thinks Jeff hit him, but it's already been established like months ago that it wasn't that him. Not, did he just not yeah, have internet it's flawed when he was logic, in like, hospital? I don't yeah. know. Nothing makes sense. Anyway, Hell in a Cell. Any, that's yeah, that's anyway, the whole. That's the ramble. whole pay per view. That is hell in the cell. That's they're going to be. They're going to be hour matches. I guess. Yeah. Is there anything else to discuss? I think we basically ran through everything already. I like. believe. I believe that's it. I believe what is yeah. time for now is for us to plug our socials. Hell yeah! Argus. Well, I want to start by just saying that we now actually have the official shoots and jobbers. Uh, Pod, shoots and Jobbers Wrestling Podcast uh, Twitter account, which is at Shoots and Jobbers. With an yeah, I've, I've already kind of ruined it with my tweets. I know it's good. If you like how how unfunny our comedy is, you can just find that on our Twitter page for a lot of updates as well. Shoots. I think this was the best. There you tweet. go. Which the one? Best is it? tweet was when I ranked all the Shoots and Jobbers hosts. So number one is Tom and Sean. Number two is Otis. Number three is Dozer. Number four is the guy dating Mandy Rose. Number five is one half of Heavy Machinery. Number six is Money in the, Mr. Money in the Bank. Number seven is Inventor of the Caterpillar. And number eight is Fergus. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, that was... Uh... By the way, yeah, you can follow us. Is it just Shoots N Jobbers? It shoots N, the letter N, Jobbers. Yes, it's got, we're hip, it's got a lovely picture kids. of Liv Morgan and CM Punk as the header. Yes, that's yeah. what we like to say. Wrestlers and... in the world. And then if you'd like to follow each each of us personally on Twitter, I don't know yeah. why you would, but uh, I'm at Sean oh, Cowherhurst. I, I deserve the follow. That's Sean Cowherhurst7 on Twitter. Twitter. Fergus is at Fergus Adderley on Twitter. 
Tom is our top 10 wrestling on Twitter. I am at Top 10 Wrestling on Twitter and also YouTube. Well, oh, have. yeah. I forgot you do YouTube. Yeah. Aren't you, at, like, a, aren't you that guy at like 194K? Uh, yeah, you're going you're to mock it down at this certain Yeah, number. we had to get it in, Tom. Anyway, um, you check me out. I'll, I'll have an impact review, actually. I'm recording the impact review, like, right after you stop filming this. So, awesome. But, Tom, this is posted. You can check out my impact go home show review. Uh, and, yeah. Nice. Awesome. And I've Dude, got a for Glory. To I'm doing a, a Band for Glory live stream tomorrow as well. Uh, Ooh, awesome. Nice. So come right. in there and donate me some money. Well, thank you all very much for watching today's episode of the Shooting Jobbers podcast. If you did enjoy it, please be sure to check out our other episodes. Um, and of course, yeah, follow us on all social medias for all updates. Um, we will we'll be in the studio next yes, week. We can hopefully. deliver the best quality show possible from hopefully. there. Like, yeah. we're going to keep you updated on that though. We'd if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But either way, we're, we're banking on it. We're crossing our fingers. If it's in the studio, trust me when I tell you, you're going to get a good fucking quality yeah. podcast. Anyway, and be sure to uh, share us yeah. with your friends because, you know... We're, yeah, we we're... are trying to grow this tough times. Help us out. If you like the show, which I assume you do, if, you're li- if you've listened all the way through, tell your friends. Let them know. Tweet it out. Please do something because we're trying to grow this. Um, we're putting in the air for we really, we really, we hope this goes well because we're enjoying doing this. Hell yeah. But anyway, that has been, that has been the show. Thank you all very much for listening. Hey, it's it's um, been a while since I am um, on oh. board the Tamina train. Choo choo!